Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, a little bit at a time to fill our soul, our mind, and now we know how important it is to renew our mind, to guard our mind, to fill our mind with great stuff, as we've been, as we talked about yesterday and the day before, and how um, that's really how to do it. Oh my goodness, you know how we're always asking, uh, how do I not do the things I don't want to do and do the things that I do want to do? Well, guard your mind. Surround yourself by people that lift you up. Surround yourself by people that, that help you fill your mind with good things and um, listen to great music, read great books, read the Bible, and just continue to fill your mind. Because it's not that these things won't come your path, because they will, but it's what you ha- have filled your mind and um, will you be able to resist going down that dark path of shame, fear, guilt, um anger because all those emotions all that that state of mind will draw you further away from god because god cannot be in the presence of fear god cannot show up when we are just drowning in fear and anger and shame and guilt and all that kind of stuff okay so two really important things again um i almost feel compelled to start at the new at psalms believe it or not because well because there's a lot of anguish in this New Testament. It's kind of confusing. And then the Old Testament, there's some anguish. There's, it's not that it's bad. It's just there's this, you could just feel a little bit of angst. So I'm going to actually start with the Psalms. <clears throat> so we're Psalms 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. So notice it says now and forevermore. So yes, they're talking about Jerusalem, how the Lord surrounds his people, but it's now and forevermore. We're part of the forevermore. Um, okay, so the scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous. That's us. For the righteous might use their hands to do evil. The Lord do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Wow. Praise be on Israel. Um, So he's always looking at the heart, the heart, the heart, the heart. So where do I go from here? Do I go the Old Testament or the New Testament? Okay, let me go ahead and jump to the New Testament simply because it's trippy. I I see that, you know, Paul, okay, I'm really, really, really starting to like this Paul because I love his communication style because now, um, first he was getting into the minds of the people and just relating to them, but now he's going to go ahead and um, tell them the questions that they have in their mind. It's a It's a classic sales technique where you handle your objections so that you're person that you're trying to sell to, you answer the questions that are going to be in the in their head, right? So that's exactly what he's doing in uh, chapter nine. Um, 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 um. Okay, I'm trying to get to that specific spot where he's, gosh, it's just, uh, 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 uh. okay, um, Basically, he's saying, okay, well, if God created everything, oh, man, you guys are going to have to read it because it's, you know, it's kind of long and I'm trying to pull the pieces, but it's just, 
Okay, let me just jump to, let's see, verse 19. One of you will say to me, then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out the same lump of clay, some pottery for special purpose and some for common use? So he's posing the question, do we have free will or don't we have free will? Did God make bad guys on purpose? So why did he do that? So why did he make us with this sinful nature? Why, why, why? Okay. What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the object of his wrath, prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects in his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory, even to us, whom he has call, also called not only from the Jews, but also the Gentiles, as it is says in Hosea. Okay. Um, okay, verse 16. It does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this purpose. So wait a minute. So he's going, he's like posing the questions that they're having in their mind. So did, did he make Pharaoh a bad guy? And so he's, he's talking them through these very difficult questions. But it's okay because remember in the previous chapter, he was giving them hope. He was giving them, um, teaching them how to renew their mind, telling them that they're sons of, they're children of God, sons and daughters of God. Um, but now he's posing the question, well, wait a second. What about this? What about that? Um, and does God choose favorites? These are all questions that people have in the mind to this day. Will we really know? Will we really know what was in the what's in the mind of the creator? To be honest, no. There's questions we may not have the answer to on this side of heaven, and we have to be okay with that. Um because he's given us so much hope. You know, so and we're going to get more and more answers as we grow and as we continue to read the Bible year after year after year after year, because we're just going to continue to grow in our understanding. And yet we're going to read things like this. And he's acknowledging that the Romans are hearing this new good news, but they have questions in their mind. They're saying, wait a second. If you're saying God is all this and Jesus is all this, then do we have any free will at all? And we may not fully understand on this side of heaven. Um, but the people of Israel who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. Mm-hmm. So he's still imparting. So we're just growing in in Paul's, um, in as Paul is teaching the Romans. Now remember, this is God speaking through Paul to the Romans. So, okay. So now that we know that, and you can understand the kind of people that God's, uh, that Paul is speaking to and what they've gone through. Why do we know what they've gone through or how they've become who they are? Because we're reading the Old Testament. Do you see? See how important it is to read both so you can understand why everyone speaks the way they do in the New Testament. And, um, okay, so we're going here to um, 1 Samuel 11 and 12. Saul is now the king. 
It's not what God wanted, but it's what the people wanted. So he's giving them what they wanted. Not in a sarcastic way, but he's he's just using them in their weakness, providing for them in their weakness, because God is a gracious God. So Saul is coming back from um, his celebrations, because he just found out he's king. When he got to his town, he's realizing, why is everyone having a hissy fit? Why is everyone crying? Well, the... the um, the, who is it? The Ammonites? The Ammonites want to slaughter Jabeth, Jabeth, another area. And they know they can't win against the Ammonites. So they sent message out to other Israeli, um, Israel tribes, if anyone could help them. Well, when Saul heard this, he said, send message to them that we're going to, we're going to handle this by tomorrow. And so they did. And so in the middle of the night, they, Saul took his people. Oh, and Saul starts being a king. A king has to control his people by fear. And that's exactly what he did. Now he's sending fear into the towns and saying, you have to send your people, your, your men, to come and fight in my army. That's why God didn't want them to have a king. Because they're not doing it. They're not submitting from their heart but they're submitting out of fear because that's how kings operate. So he takes over. He kills the Ammonites in the middle of the night. He slaughters them. And voila, the people are rescued. And now they know that Saul is the king. And they even want to take revenge on some people who are talking smack against Saul. But Saul says, no, 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 no. Don't do that. We're not putting any people to death today. We're going to celebrate the Lord because he's rescued Israel. Um, yep. So now we're going to just venture on. Oh, oh, that, that was verse, uh, chapter 11. Now we're moving on to chapter 12, where Saul, Samuel is saying his farewell message. I don't know if he's going to die in the, well, he's not going to die in this one, but he's old. So he's giving his farewell message. He's giving a warning, a, a little chit chat to the people. He's saying, look, um, I listened to you. Um, I was a good, I led you well. Oh, maybe his farewell message is just giving the the authority to Saul. Maybe that's what it's about. But he's just saying, look, I led you well. I didn't cheat anyone, right? Right? And they said, nope, you were a good leader. And he said, okay, well, if you fear the Lord and serve the and obey him and do not rebel against his commands, and if both you and the king who reigns over you follow the Lord your God, that is good. But if you do not obey the Lord, and if you rebel against his commands, his hand will be against you as it, as it was against your ancestors. You see, God doesn't make it too confusing. It's like, if you fear the Lord, which means respect, honor, um, glorify, praise, respect the Lord, and serve and obey him, and do not rebel against his commands... And if both you and the king who reigns over you follow the Lord, that would be good. So what's the deal? We think that these commands that God has given, we think of them as like most people, not you and I, but because we know the story. But most people think of these commands as, you know, as God is standing up on a cloud and looking for people when they disobey. It sounds very controlling. His commands are like principles, 
People don't argue with the principle of gravity. People don't argue with the principle of nature, of digestion, of, you know, the principles of trees growing. People don't argue with it. They work within it, but they don't argue with it. That's what God's laws are like. They are principles. He's saying, look, live this way so that you can enjoy this benefit. They're not laws like live this way because I'm trying to control you or because I need the power. No, no. He's saying do these things, live this way according to these principles, these commands, so that you can benefit, so that you can live in freedom and health and joy and relationship and goodness and abundance and prosperity, all the good things. Um, moving down to verse 12, no, verse 20 of chapter 12. Do not be afraid, Samuel replied. You have done, uh, you have done all this evil, yet do not turn away from the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn away after useless idols. They can do you no good, nor can they rescue you because they are useless. For the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people because the Lord has pleased to make his, you his own. As for me, far be it from me that I should, be, should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. And I will teach you the way that is good and right. But be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all of your heart. Consider what the great things he has done for you. Yet if you persist in doing evil, both you and your king will perish. Boom. So clear. This is this is a this is an episode you need to listen to over again. How clear Samuel is like letting the people know. And trust me, he is speaking to you and to me and to everybody in this day and time. It's that simple. And then and then oh my goodness. Just understand that everything we're reading, they're speaking to you. They're speaking to me. So, yeah, this was so good. Okay, 1 Samuel eleven twelve, we read Psalms 125 and Romans 9. I hope you enjoyed that. Have a beautiful day.